Hello again, and welcome to I Didn't Sign Up For This. I'm your host, Christy Sturm, and this is episode two. I wanted to uh, go ahead and handle a little site business before we get started, because I'm an official podcaster now. We are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. So we are out there. I'm hoping that if you like what you're hearing, that you'll tell your friends, tell people you know who uh, might identify with what we're talking about. I'm hoping to create really great content here that not only speaks to other parents of kids with special needs like mine, but just other parents in general, because parenting is overreaching. Um, people who know or work in the field of development and disability or just other people with pulses. I don't know, humans would be good. I think this is a universal topic um, because every single one of our kids is somehow different. Their differences might come with a diagnosis or they might not, but goodness knows that every human being has incidents and scenarios where they can't believe they have to navigate this bullshit right now. And while specific stories might not be relatable to everyone, it's important for us to know that we're not alone and we are not out there fighting our fights by ourselves, that other people are going through exactly what we're going through and can relate. It kind of helps to make it smaller because we all have this bullshit that we're fighting against and sometimes it can get heavier than we can bear. If we can commiserate, and especially if we can laugh, it really, really helps. Now, when it comes to the disability community, I know that my experience is not the experience of probably any other parent out there. My experience is my experience, and your experience is your experience. We're all different, and we all face different struggles, and we all have different measuring sticks for success. As a blogger of over 10 years... I know that something I say at some point is going to piss somebody off or it's going to stick in their craw sideways. I know this, but I hope, as in real life, we can say to ourselves, hmm, well, that's not how I experience that. And that then you can accept that that is how I experience that. And we can all move along on our journey. However... I have also been on the internet since 1994, so I know that it hardly ever works that way. Here on the internet, people feel kind of a certain pull to tell others they're wrong or they're doing things horribly or even that they are a horrific person who should die in a fire. Rest assured, I'm not horrible. I promise. I'm doing my very best for my kids. I'm doing the very best for my life. And as long as you tell me I'm wrong in a respectful way, I'm open to it. But if you need to fire off a vitriolic missive about how my children must hate me and I only focus on the negative, oh, honey, I've been there. I've done that. You are not new. You are wrong, but you are not new. You are not telling me something I have not heard before. But go ahead. If you have to send it, send it. I will nod politely and I will put it in the trash. On the other hand, if you have topic ideas, questions, suggestions, I am so all over that. Send them to me. I'm sure I'm going to run out of material 
on my own family pretty quickly. And y'all are going to get super bored hearing another story about how cute Henry is when he's not hitting me. Plus, I, I really want to make this podcast something um, useful, if possible. Even if it's just y'all sending me your shit you didn't sign up for and I talk about it, that, uh, that alone is good. That's useful for you and it's probably going to be useful for somebody else. Also, I'm planning to have guests in the future to talk about more than my own kids and my own experience. So look forward to that. Okay, that's enough of that. On with the show. Today, I wanted to talk about something that was foremost in my mind after I had Henry. No matter what kind of disability your child has, it could be physical, it could be cognitive, it could be learning, whatever it is, probably the one overreaching, debilitating issue a parent faces is the one of how the world views that child and subsequently how they're going to react to them. If you've lived in our world for any amount of time, you know that those who are different are just sitting there waiting to be made fun of. That's just how horrible our world is. It's the low-hanging fruit for the truly lazy. (laughs) Um, Both in terms of comedy and bullying. That's a topic for another show, but making fun of people with disabilities. If you're a professional comic you're just the worst person, period. Anyway, we've all been children and we've all heard the special ed jokes and the short bus jokes. We've heard the R word thrown around. We've seen the stairs. We've probably even been the stare ourselves. We've heard the whispers. We as human animals are terrified of what's different. We we just are. Anything that strays from the norm of our own lives, we have a tendency to fear and then ridicule. So when you um, suddenly have someone in your family, someone you love beyond loving, who fits into that category of di- of different, suddenly your radar becomes at least 10 times stronger. Back in 2005, I wrote a little bit about this, um, about facing the world's perspective of a different child. And this is what I wrote. And I'm going to try to read it like I'm not reading it to you, but I am going to be reading it. Um, I find that I'm really sensitive to the whole, how does the world view my son issue? I mean, when we found out about Henry's Down syndrome, it's also called um, trisomy 21 because there's a 21st chromosome, an extra third chromosome on the 21st pair. So they call it trisomy 21 or T21. You might see that as a, um, as a shortcut. Well, when we found out, we thought, well, you know, of all the times in history to have a child with special needs or with this issue, how wonderful to have it happen now when people aren't ignorant about it and there are so many opportunities for people with um, special needs or people like him. Then I made the epic mistake of going on the internet. I discovered some really imbecilic websites and live journals If you're a young person, you might want to look that up. LiveJournal was a thing. Um, People on these places were actively 
actively mocking people like my son. They're posting pictures of them and making disgusting and hurtful comments, calling them names, telling stories about how stupid or quote unquote retarded they are. I hate that word. Not even bothering to give them any dignity at all. And as I looked through this, I found I'm sh I was literally shaking with rage and I was like sick to my stomach. That was not the perception I was expecting for Henry in this world. And that just really shows how naive I was. Then in, um, again, this is back in 2005, during the Iraq elections, which was a really kind of a big deal, there was a story about how these terrorists gave a bomb to a young man with Down syndrome and how he was instantly killed in the resulting explosion. They did this because in their view, that man wasn't a person, you know? In many, many, many other countries, um, people like my son rank just below dung beetle on the scale of things that are important. And there's always something new, some stupid comment, some unfeeling person, people tossing the word retard around like it's no big deal. I don't get it. I didn't get it then and I don't get it now. Life is hard, you guys. Why do we all have to go around doing and saying things that make it more difficult and more painful for those around us? All I can think is that we are truly so insecure that we have to pick on the smallest, most defenseless person just to make ourselves feel better. And how completely lame it is that making fun of people with special needs or disabilities makes us feel bigger. Another blogger back in 2005 made a good point. Um, I couldn't find her blog again, so I'm assuming she's not blogging anymore, but she was another mother of a child with Down syndrome. And she also blogged about this topic. She said, Quote, those people are victims of a cross-cultural assumption that anything associated with mental retardation is grotesque. And while many people are careful not to say it aloud, the presumption is prevalent in our society. Mental retardation just is. It isn't bad. It isn't good. It just is. It is just a part of someone. It doesn't define them. And it certainly doesn't make them ugly because it's not ugly. It just is. End quote. I think this is wise. Back when Henry was little in 2005, when I wrote about this, I didn't know yet what kind of effect Henry's T21 would have on his cognitive development. I mean, there's a people with Down syndrome have a spectrum <laughs> kind of like autism, of where they can fall in terms of how it affects their cognitive development. Some people can be very, very high functioning. Um, some people are more on the lower end. And there's no way to know. There's no test that they can give you that will tell you how that child will develop. So I didn't know. And I still don't really know 15 years later because he's still developing. And, you know, more importantly, I, I don't care. He will be just as beautiful with an IQ of 50 as he would be with an IQ of 100. And it's only the people outside our fishbowl who will find him, quote unquote, less. 
And why is that? Why are we so afraid of people with mental retardation? It doesn't catch. It's not contagious. You're not going to get it. It doesn't make someone ugly. I I don't know. It's not like that person's just going to leap on you and start licking your face. Usually. Well, maybe if you ask politely. (laughs) Well, maybe it's because I'm worried about it. As much as I don't want to be, I am. I worry about how other people will see Henry. How they will treat him. I'm worried about how crushing it's going to be when he realizes or if he realizes he's different or if someone calls him a horrible name, when someone doesn't want to be friends with a retard, when the person he fancies won't even look at him because of it, you know, the inevitable tears. And we all go through that as parents. Every child faces those things. Every child is subject to rejection, and every parent then has to weather those storms. But I think for people with disabilities, it's even more so, because people can't even get to know you, because they can't see past their own prejudice. So you might be the most awesome person, but nobody's even finding out who you are because you have Down syndrome or autism or cerebral palsy or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's just frustrating. And I'm just thinking out loud. You know, I, I, <laughs> I suppose it won't be terribly different from comforting any of my other neurotypical kids after someone disses them. But I love him a lot. And it's going to be physically painful to restrain myself and not injure anybody who hurts him. That's all that is. Since I wrote this, um, 13 years have passed. We know a lot more about who Henry is and who he isn't and what the things he can and can't do. Or actually more of maybe what he will and will not do because Henry is more about willingness and stubbornness than he is about capabilities. It's pretty obvious that for whatever reason, he's far behind many other kids who have Down syndrome. Maybe it's the mixture with the autism causing far-reaching sensory issues that he can't overcome. Maybe now that he's 15, it's the onset of puberty and the disagreeable hormones that come with that. Maybe he's just being extra stubborn. I really don't know. Um, And not even the professionals know. It's a constant trial and error with him, weighing the constant um, possible benefit of trying something with the probable fight that will accompany it. But here's the upside. I've worked hard over the past 15 years to introduce people to Henry. I started with my blog. My goal, my thought process was, if you hate and fear what you don't know, then I'm going to make sure you know Henry. And then you know someone with Down syndrome and you won't be afraid of it anymore. You know, I, I did, I started on that and I've done that now since 2004. Starting an Instagram for him, talking about him and sharing pictures and, you know, people who know Henry 
know that he is, you know, he might be different, but he is charming as hell. He will make you laugh. He will, he'll make you silly. He'll, he'll make you say hello to him. (laughs) He will make you sing and he'll make you dance. And then, um, he will tell you a nonsensical knock-knock joke that just ends in naming an animal and making its noise. And because of those things, there's a generation of kids who went to elementary school and middle school with him who know him and know that he's super cool. They said hello to him all the time. Um, they interacted with him. They, they knew who he was and they weren't afraid of him. Not to brag, but some of them even fought and argued to be his partner in blended PE class or his best buddy. They learned that there's nothing to fear. Well, that. <laughs> There's nothing to fear beyond Henry's throwing, but there's nothing to fear in Henry himself and his Down syndrome. There's nothing to laugh at in Henry. There's nothing to make fun of. Hopefully that transferred to the other kids in the life skills classes that, you know, they would realize I can interact with Henry. Henry's not frightening, so I can interact with these other kids, too. Unfortunately, moving to high school put him in a different school from where his elementary and middle school peers went, but I'm hoping he'll do the same there. He he gets to school and he says hello to everyone, um, every person he passes in the hall. Unless he's focused on his book, he will say hello to everyone. Of course, they also see and hear him go boneless on the floor and, and refuse to transition from PE back to class or whatever thing he doesn't want to do that day. Um, they hear his lack of um, voice modulation. I always think of that Will Ferrell character on SNL. I think his name was Jacob Silge. And he suffered from voice immodulation and just shouted all the time. That's Henry. Um, they hear that and he's just ev- screaming no and refusing to do whatever thing he thinks is stupid and pointless. They hear him scream that he wants to go home now. But... I hope they also see a a guy who's friendly and funny and who can sing ACDC and Elmo. Um, It's been my goal since he was born to have people see him and learn to be unafraid. Hoping, hoping to guide a new generation into the disuse of the R word um, to stop joking about the short bus or the special ed kids kids who aren't afraid to go up to someone who isn't like them and say hello i know it can make you uneasy but i'm hoping that henry can change one or two minds at a time and now for i didn't sign up for this I have had a saga since Christmas Eve that is just about breaking me. On Christmas Eve, I realized that the dishwasher was made. It sounded like the dishwasher had been running all day. I was like, what is that? Why does it can't still be running? It was running this afternoon. We're having dinner now. Why is and it turns out it wasn't running. The, the motor was just making some sort of noise every time you turned it on and it wasn't running. So cool. All right, fine. Um, it's Christmas Eve. I'm going to have to wait until December 26th to call someone. 
Weep, yip, kai, yay. So we wash the dishes by hand because we aren't animals. And on the next day, no, it wasn't on Christmas. It was on the 26th. I called and someone scheduled to come out and look at it that Thursday. Cool, no problem. That afternoon, I go, I'm drying some things in the dryer and it's been running for a while and all of a sudden the dryer is making this horrible noise. It sounds like I'm drying ball bearings. So I go in there and I stop that. And okay, we are now down to appliances. That's awesome. Okay. So the the dishwasher guy comes out and oh, okay, this is a water pump. We're going to it's leaking and what's happening is this pump is trying to just pump the water that's leaking constantly and it just keeps leaking so you need a new water pump oh okay cool well let's see um i'll have to go and see we'll have to order it and we won't be able to order it until tomorrow which means it won't come in until the 31st which means i won't be able to come back and install it until the third okay I can go a whole week without a dishwasher. Excellent. Great. So I call, who did I call first? I called uh, Best Buy, which is where I got the dryer. Called them about the dryer. And oh, no, that's still under warranty. I just got this dryer in July. It was not installed until October because I got it on sale and I was waiting because I was having my laundry room remodeled and they couldn't do it until X date. So fine, deliver it. That's fine. It'll sit in the garage until it's ready. And that's what it did. It sat alone in the garage with nothing near it. And then when it was time to have it installed, okay, call for the install. Woohoo. Come on. Yes. It's, you know, it's almost three months later, two and a half, three months later. So they come out and they go to install it. And the guy, the installer unboxes it. And he's like, you've got a dent here. And I'm like, uh, I don't care. I, I'm not, no one's going to be visiting my laundry room. I just want a dryer that works. And he's like, this, the drum is not turning properly. And I really don't want to install this. This doesn't, I don't think this is right. Oh, crap. Okay. All right. So I called Best Buy Repair to have one of their service techs come out and fix whatever the installer thinks is a problem. So they come out a few days later. This is all back in October, mind you. So they come out a few days later and the repair tech looks at it all and turns the drum and says, there's nothing wrong with this. I don't know what he meant. Oh, Excellent. All right. Well, then I guess I'll get another installer to come out here and install it. So I did that. And it, you know, I don't care if there's a dent. I don't understand people who are like, there's a scratch on the outside of my washing machine. It's a washing machine. Do you have company in your laundry room? Is your washer and dryer in the kitchen or in the living room? where you gather as a family and play board games, then who cares? 
So I had it installed and it's worked fine since October and then it starts making this noise. Okay, Best Buy can't come out to fix it because it's under warranty and they are not allowed to come out under warranty. Okay, so I had to call LG Direct and they have to contract with a tech company, a repair company, who then they make an appointment. And this was on the 27th. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our first available is the third. Oh, okay. No one needs clothes. That's good. Oh, no. Wait a minute. I still have my old washer and dryer in the basement. So I'll just do the laundry down there until we get this taken care of. Cool. No problem. I'm good. It's a hassle. I don't want to go back down the two flights of stairs, but we can make it work. So I go down and put in the first load of laundry and wait the amount of time it's supposed to take and go back downstairs. And there's an error message on my old washing machine that says that the drainage pump has failed. Oh, my God. Now, I know this is a first world problem, and I am lucky that I have an extra set of appliances in my house to even begin with. But what this means now is I get to wash my clothes on the second floor, carry the laundry basket of wet clothes down two flights of stairs, dry them in a dryer that takes twice as long to dry as the original dryer. So I'm getting half the amount of laundry done. And then carry that laundry basket back up the two flights of stairs to put it away. I'm angry. <laughs> Literally, I mean, I was, when, when we had to wait, I was kind of rageful and it was a little more than I could handle. And my, remember how last week I talked about the shit on top of the shit that's already living on our shoulders being just the right amount of shit? to break us. That was that. Now, when I go downstairs and see the washing machine is broken, I started laughing this crazy, insane laugh that I couldn't stop for five minutes. I'm carrying a ba basket of wet laundry up the stairs, laughing like a crazy person. My husband is in the other room going, are you okay? And I just can't stop laughing. And I'm just can't stop laughing because I have gone around the bend. This is, this is the shit on top of the shit on top of the shit that lives that has driven me batshit. And now I'm, I'm, I'm just crazy. I laughed. I called my mother to update her and to share my insane laughter, which also scared her, and talked for about five minutes before the laughter turned into crying. Anyway, so the dishwasher guy came out yesterday, fixed everything sweet as molasses. It's just wonderful. The dryer guy came out and unpacked the dryer, not unpacked, um, um, disassembled the dryer and said, yeah, there's a, a dent here, which is not the dent that I saw 
when I initially was going to have the dryer installed. That was a dent in the far bottom corner. This is a dent on the side up where the drum hits. There was no way that that drum was hitting where that first dent was. This is a different dent and I don't know where it came from. Okay, he says, well, this is what we're going to have to do. We're going to see right now we can't find a an available cabinet for this dryer. They need to replace the outside cabinetry that it all fits into. We can't find it. Now we have 10 days to keep looking and see if we can find it. So you will either have a delivery show up on your doorstep of a new cabinet, or you'll get a call that they can't find one. Then what you'll have to do is call LG and they're not going to want to help you. They're going to say that it's your fault because the dent was, the dent was not there when it left their factory, that it must have happened when Best Buy had it in their possession. And Best Buy is going to say, no, it wasn't. It didn't. Not our fault. So they're going to fight with each other and they're not going to want to replace your dryer. Okay. What, what do I do? I need to dry my clothes. I have three kids in this house. I can't just string up clothesline inside the house and hang it to dry. What am I going to do? At the very least, y'all, I am without a dryer for... Okay, even... Wait, wait. Even if... They repl they find the cabinet and they send it. I had to make a follow-up appointment for the repair guy to come back out on January 20, 20, 21st, 21st. It's January 4th. Four from 21 is what? 15 days, 17 days, 17 days, 21. 20, 19, 18, 17 days. I'm good at math. 17 days without, without the dryer on the second floor. 17 days that I get to drag and drag and carry wet laundry. <laughs> oh my God, y'all. That is the shit I did not sign up for this week. Have a great week and hopefully I'll talk to you next time.